News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Progress and viability, affordability, vacancy, innovation and reform. That is the assessment from the newly released Housing for All update. Sounds fantastic. Connor Ski and Sunday Independent columnist and former chair of the Housing Agency. Do you agree? Good morning, Kira. Um, you have to uh, largely agree at the risk of following your last story of being in a You work for Fox agreement. News as well, do you? <laughs> exactly. Um, the, uh, the, the figures are up where they should be. I mean, there are almost 30,000 homes completed last year. Uh, by any way, whatever way you cut it, that's progress in the right direction. And uh, the, um, the, the business about all the various different initiatives of addressing things like vacancy, all the stuff we've been going on about for years, they are fa- all finally, very slowly starting to kick in. Um, I think that the, 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 the worrying part for me is twofold. The first is to hear someone like the Taoiseach uh, saying that we're trying to deal with the trend of uh, <clears throat> declining uh, home ownership. I mean, home ownership uh, is a thing that's falling all over the world. This is the normal thing for people in larger cities to begin to use uh, rented apartments more. But with that one quibble aside, yes, this is definitely a trend. It's going the right direction. Um, Kind of going back to the last story, if it's sustainable economically to continue to do this, there's a huge amount of subvention in this uh, report uh, for the building industry in Ireland and when the proverbial tide goes out and uh, there are contracting uh, state fortunes. It's, it, I, I'm sceptical as to how long this can be, this can be uh, maintained. And this is happening into the increasing headwinds of okay. growing inflation and, and, and increasing interest rates. One of the things I've heard you talk about before is the government taking credit for the supply of housing. Exactly. When you point out that it isn't actually the government and the state that supplies most housing here. Exactly. I mean, this is, you know, it's a mix of the two. Governments are meant to create conditions for enterprise to occur. Uh, but the reality is the state only builds about 10% of all the housing that's needed in Ireland. And this is the housing market uh, being served by the housing industry who, who are kicking the supply back up again. So uh, it is it's, it is creating the correct conditions of stability, but the market is rising anyway. Okay. And we have, we have to keep it in proportion. Now, when, this, when it starts to fall, uh, people will forget that it wasn't them who caused it to fall either. It'll be... Uh, a drying up of uh, of of money in the market for people to buy our confidence indeed again as uh, these twin effects of inflation and, and Connor one of the things that, that this looks at is numbers it looks at uh, availability but they can be available but if no one can afford them and, and that is part of the issue here currently isn't it that that, that, that the cost of houses exactly With that we, we we continue to focus on the wrong figure here the, the figure is affordability and the uh, insurance industry continue to have a field day the rest of Europe is very clear about what's a starter home. And a starter home is something that uh, allows you to uh, have a home that you want, if you want to buy one, that's a multiple of a normal industrial wage. The business about subsidising the building industry, uh, the way we're doing it, means that that is getting further away than ever. We've got to start to take initiatives to have people realise that a a true starter home is a roof and four walls. and You fit it out yourself over the first five or ten years of of living in it. And that's what a proper affordable house is. And we're never going to get that in this country, uh, so long as the building industry room. Yeah, Yeah. but I'm thinking about, like, why is it that that my my father could afford a house on a moderate salary and only one salary, but, but now people who are two professionals on good salaries, as we would see it, can't afford anything. Is it that the, 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 the cost of providing housing, the innovations, and I don't mean because there hasn't been maybe efficiencies, but the innovations in terms of how high spec and how high tech homes are now have, have made what a home is in terms of, of, of its value just so much more expensive or something? Like, why is it constantly moving away from being affordable by ordinary people on ordinary wages, Connor? 
There's a mixture of three things. Uh, the first is exactly as you've said, that the spec has increased. I mean, modern homes are extraordinarily efficient in terms of energy and light and all the materials and the speed at which they're built. So that is increasing the cost. People's aspirations are increasing. People expect to have a fully fitted kitchen and a fully fitted bathroom or maybe two fully fitted bathrooms, which are some of the most expensive parts of a house when they move in. The European starter home, <coughs> my daughter's currently in Germany, and you wouldn't believe what a starter there looks like. You walk in and you think the house has been robbed. There's nothing in it. There's the right. kitchen or anything like that. All right, You're very, very basic. Okay. Very, very basic. And then the third one is what happens outside the house. We're living in much more sophisticated society now with very sophisticated transportation systems, sewage systems, water supply systems, parks, and they all have to be paid. There probably is a strong case for being made that all of those external costs shouldn't be piled onto the first owner and they should be spread out over 10 or 15 years because they add an awful lot, sometimes up to a third of the price of a house. So uh, I think that there's a lot more can still be done to wring more value out of the market. We need a, the equivalent of Ryanair, if, if I can make an ad, in the housing sector, people who are trying to get okay. high volumes built at yeah. low costs. And maybe very lastly, in terms of, of I suppose, homelessness and the housing waiting list, can anything mm. be done there to yeah, improve? I think we could do an awful lot of work on that in terms of examining how we classify people's housing need. Um, As you well know, all of this began back when the very well-intentioned Alan Kelly, uh, when he was minister, changed the criteria for defining one's priority on the housing waiting list by saying homeless people will always go to the top of the list. And what that's done is it's very distorted the figures of what has been reported as homeless and people who are self-reporting as homeless to get themselves onto waiting lists. We've got to go back to examining that and uh, seeing how we can get a more rational system into it and take some of the emotion out of it. Look, thank you very much for that analysis. We do appreciate it. That is Sunday Independent Columnist and former chair of the Housing Agency, Connor Skeen. Taking the emotion out of the housing issue, I think uh, that would be uh, asking uh, a lot at the moment. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.